Tony, a big year for Australian GT has just come to an end. Can you put into perspective what it's been like to, to you know, almost world domination of categories in Australian motorsport GTs and, of course, the Aussie racing cars? No, it's far from world domination. And I think it was almost a rescue package in both cases, to be fair. Um, Aussie race cars, you know, Phil had had enough. Phil was burnt out, and I think we all saw him at Queensland Raceway do his thing. And that was a culmination of years of, of hassle and pain and suffering and dealing with people that he didn't want to deal with. Oh, no, that's not right. That he found hard to deal with and people promising things and letting him do And honestly, Phil did a fantastic job with that series, but it became all-consuming for him. And his kids... You know, there was, there was division in the family and all that stuff. So that was more a case of, um, of, it's wrong to say feeling sorry, but almost saying, well, fuck, we can't let this thing deteriorate anymore. We think it's a good thing. Uh, we think that it, what it needs is new cars and new people and more numbers and stuff like that. And to be quite honest, like exactly the same as AGT, I've left Brad and James to run the thing. Now, people will, people will say that's not right, or da 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 but it's the first six months for them. Next year's looking good for them. We've sold a few cars. It's, you know, we've got the new thing happening. I think it'll be fine. But in every sense, business is tough. And you know, next year is going to be no different. Next year's going to be tougher, maybe. So we'll just carry on and do what we have to do and give the customers what they want and what they can afford and you know that's I could stand here and spruik we're going to bloody spa and Nürburgring we're going to do this and going to do that like as is the usual with the end of the year hyperboles or whatever you call them you know lies um, but no next year for the Aussie race cars they're just going to be business as usual and try and build up a few more uh, guys on the grid so that's them sorted um, and the lease cars are now at least they'll run the whole race instead of just a couple of laps. That was one of the first things we did, make sure the lease cars are leasable. With AGT, I mean, that's a different set of um, uh, personalities, if you like. You know, the Aussie race cars, they have a barbecue out the back and they eat sausages and a bit of bun and they have a drink of water and out of the tap. AGT, the, the customers in AGT expect a lot they expect to be well looked after, well catered for, uh, be the, the prime event at the weekend and stuff like that. And um, so we've tried to supply 90% of that, and we've done that. And um, the reality is that um, you know some of the guys just, uh, although make the commitment, um, just can't stay the whole season. You know, Greg Crick, Kevin Weeks. You know, a few guys that promised they were going to be the whole season haven't managed to stay around. And, of course, that affects your whole um, budget and uh, business model. And So I've learned a few lessons uh, throughout the year. Of course, they all think I'm making money out of it, and I can categorically say that I'm making nothing out of it. And, in fact, it's probably costing me money, but I'm not, I'm not bitter about that. I said that I would underwrite it if the guys support the series. Now... So for next year going forwards, we're going to have to get the guys to commit one way or another. Um, or they're going to have to pay for what they want. 
I'll pay for what they get. Is that almost like they're going to have to buy, buy in, and if they miss, then they're paying you back? Yeah, look, the, the, the entrance group that's been formed, um, that's the sort of model that they're promoting to the guys, but I, I don't really see that that's... Personally, I don't see that that's much of a benefit. And look, if they can raise all that stuff and interest and, and commitment, then giddy up. That's the best thing for the category. That's exactly what will happen. But I'm not sure that that will happen. So we must carry on um, and look after the category as best we can. And we've got a good calendar. I've promised to take them to New Zealand. We've done all that stuff. Now it's truly up to the competitors to commit by signing up for the series or um, if they choose to do round by round then they'll have to pay for that privilege because you can't design a series around 20 commitments and only get 12 so it's very very simple and basic business sense and if if we run a franchise model it's the same deal they have to commit or they start paying money if they don't now I think personally that the system that they've got is kind of like that they've got a benefactor that will carry on regardless but this is not my plaything. I've got much much better things to do and um, you know I'm not going to spend my money for these guys to go racing so they have to support themselves and um, it's simple logic. Some of the changes we saw this year that were a big positive step forward was the longer races. Yeah you're absolutely right and you know when you look back when you step back you've got Porsche Carrera Cup it's 35 grand to do a season. You get V8 races. You get 35 grand to do a season? Well, no, no, this is an entry fee. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, you know, just as a competitor, okay. you get V8, you get television, you get bloody la-di-da, lunch, dinner, and, and coffee, and everything else. Um, but Porsche put a million bucks into that. Now, nobody else is going to do that for us. So the only thing that we can offer the guys is exotic cars, not just Porsches, exotic cars doing one-hour races. So we get twice the value that Porsche Carrera Cup do, lengthwise, you know. So that's the kind of thing. And we want to develop more into that next year. And But just do it as, you know, as the need requires. We have all sorts of opportunities that we can do. We can go to Sepang. We can do this, that, and the next thing. But what we need to do is get at least 20 guys that are going to do it. 20 guys every race? Throughout the year. That's all. No other series survives if you don't have that. Formula Ford doesn't survive. Formula 3 doesn't survive. Yeah, nobody survives with less than 20 cars. And, you know, to this weekend has been an expensive weekend for AGT, for, for me. And it ain't happening again. I'm not doing that again. And so, you know, nor should I. Nor should anybody expect me to do that. I've done my bit. I saved the... So going back, way back, you know, Martin Wag had reached the point... You know, he had a couple of good years when there was 35 cars, 30 cars, but that was before Carrera Cup stole 11 of our regular drivers. So that immediately affected the, the world. And Martin was just caught up in the middle of all of that, um, that with technical rules, and he, he just couldn't control it. And he, he had to give up, basically. And he's a much happier man now that he's just a competitor. But um, And so on that point of the improvements that we've made, with the FIA rules, blank pen rules, the technical regs, Mark Trounson, Ken and Margaret, beautiful people, man, beautiful. Catering, you know, Shannon's with the headline act at Shannon's. We can do the sixer, we can do whatever we want. 
but we need to get the support. The balance, though, is if you're not on a V8 supercar program, you're then looked at by the public media even as second-class citizens. Well, it's, it's simple. We can't all be... There's only one set of stars here. Yeah, everybody else is just a B player anyway. Um, yeah, there's only one team, one category here that's the goods. So um, we might be in a different series, but um, no, look, it's simple. Very, very simple. You need at least 20 competitors and a half million dollar sponsor. I mean, the Utes have got a million dollars worth of sponsorship that pays a million dollars worth of television. Credit Cup, same deal. Conakers looked after by the V. Well, the Conakers, let's be fair. I call them Conakers. Let's be fair. Fitzy's just looking in his uh, swear jar now. Yeah, that's man, about that's 20 bucks. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody is paying for the Conaker TV. Yeah. So, and let's be honest about it. That's the way it is. And you can't come and do an event with the V8 unless you can afford to shell out 50, 60 grand for every round for television. So that's the deal. So if there's any sponsors out there that's not VIP or Darrell Lee, because, um, yeah, again, uh, my ego's not that big that I need to be doing that. Um, so, no, any genuine sponsor can come along, and if they want to be on the V8 calendar, we've got some of the best exotic race cars in the world. That's what we have to offer. Well, we hope you have a great Christmas and look forward to speaking to you in the new year. Thank you. And that was the longest quick chat I've ever had. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media for the Community Radio Network.